Welcome to Thriving with ADHD, a podcast where we'll share everyday practical tips to thrive in life as an adult with ADHD. This podcast is brought to you by Animosano Psychiatry, a behavioral health practice with a specialist ADHD clinic based in North Carolina. And this is your host, Nada Pupovac. Welcome to Thriving with ADHD, dear ADHD community. This month, we have a hot topic. How to navigate the national medication shortage when you have ADHD. Animosanos PA, Madison Henley, will be joining us to share important information about this issue, but also some practical tips on alternative treatments, staying up to date on the situation, and hopefully its resolution. Before we jump into the conversation with Madison, here is a bit more about her. Madison is a dedicated physician assistant with a passion for mental health care, a proud former student of Mercer University, where she obtained her bachelor's degree and completed physician assistant studies. She has worked in outpatient behavioral health care since 2021. Her commitment to providing compassionate and comprehensive care is evident in her approach, ensuring that her patients feel heard, understood, and supported. As a result of her commitment to our patients and a keen interest in mental health education, Madison has been promoted to Associate Director of Clinical Operations and Clinical Education here at Animosano Psychiatry. First, congratulations, Madison, and there is no doubt Madison will be the right person to answer all our burning questions about the medication shortage. Madison, welcome back to Thriving with ADHD. I'm delighted to have you back on the show. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to be here. (laughs) Great. Uh, Well, in this episode, we have a hot topic. So uh, I think everyone is talking about the national medication shortage, and we want to talk about how to navigate this issue when you have ADHD. So I'm really eager to learn more from you about it. Yeah, absolutely. I think it, it's going to be very relevant for a lot of uh, people that, that are having um, trouble with this um, shortage. Mm-hmm. So here we are. Let's kick off with the first question. Can you give us an overview of the current ADHD medication shortage situation? So what types of medications are most affected? Yeah, so um, working in and kind of having a, a specialty with ADHD, we've seen mostly for our patients that it's been um the the stimulant medications or, or that class of medications. So we haven't really seen it very much uh, impact the non-stimulant options, uh, but mainly the stimulant class. And we've seen it um, a lot kind of across the board with the generic medications. So generic Adderall, generic Vyvanse, generic Ritalin, all of, all of them have kind of been affected there. And then even with some of the name brands we've seen uh, we've seen it impact mainly Adderall and Vyvanse with the actual name brand medications. Um, right now, it, it's it's been more of a issue with Vyvanse, but last year we had a ton of issues with our patients being able to find Adderall, either generic or um, or name brand. And so 
um, we've we've kind of seen it across the board with all of the stimulant medications. Mm-hmm. And uh, what are the primary causes of this national medication shortage, particularly for ADHD medications? Yeah. Um, so that's it's kind of a tricky question. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no like one single uh, thing that that uh, kind of causes the shortage, but it's kind of a combination of factors. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it, and this is probably a lower amount, has just been due to like a shortage of the active ingredients, like more so during like the pandemic time. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of other factors that go into that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first factor would be that uh, the DEA does limit how much of those active ingredients can be produced at one time. And mm-hmm. so this kind of regulates the supply in general. Uh, they have to maintain like quotas on on how much they're producing, even though there has been more of a, a demand for medications or a rising demand. Um, the, the purpose for that is so that to, to kind of combat like over prescribing and, and abuse of medications. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we've seen with telehealth that there has been a lot more access to behavioral health care, even in areas that hadn't typically had access to even get evaluated or diagnosed with ADHD. And so mm-hmm. therefore we have actually seen an increase in stimulant prescriptions, but this um, is not suspected to be like related to diversion of medications, but more so just that more people are getting diagnosed because there has been uh, better access to behavioral health care. Um, same thing with like even the the other aspects of the pandemic, uh, people working from home uh, mm-hmm. has had an impact. Um, a lot more ADHD diagnosis with people kind of figuring that out when they have like more distractibility, mm-hmm. uh, kind of seeing more consequences without treatment and not having that kind of accountability that they were having working in an office. Um, and so those factors kind of, uh, or that that factor alone with the DEA regulation is one. Um, another one is uh, too that they actually limit how much can be dispensed at any given pharmacy too. Mm-hmm. Um, so not only are they limiting how much can be produced, but each pharmacy has this kind of vague limit on on how many controlled prescriptions in general they're allowed to fill. And so since stimulants are a controlled substance, uh, they have to abide by this, this number that each pharmacy has on how much they can fill at a certain amount of time. So sometimes even if they have the medication in stock, they can't fill it because they've already met that quota. Um, so they have to kind of follow the regulations that that fall into the Controlled Substance Act um, with that. And then again, like just the increased awareness that we've seen with ADHD and there's been a lot less stigma surrounding treatment options. And so that's that's kind of played a little bit of a role, I think, too. Um, Vyvanse in particular, I mentioned that in the beginning because that's that's been the most relevant for our patients like this past month or two. Um, and Vyvanse just recently within the past few months became generic and, and has a generic option available now. Um, and so we kind of have a suspicion that the Vyvanse shortage is a little bit related to that as historically Vyvanse hasn't been super well covered by insurance. And so mm-hmm. now that it's generic, a lot of people are like, oh, I, I really want to try Vyvanse now because 
my insurance is actually going to pay for it. And it's a lot more accessible than it was uh, just from a, a cost perspective. And so I think too, like a lot of people have a misconception that Vyvanse is like a better medication, which since it's gone generic, people have found that uh, like patients have been asking to try it instead. Mm -hmm. um, it, although it's not, I mean, they, they all work equally in that class of um, amphetamines, but uh, yeah, I, we, we think that probably has something to do with uh, Vyvanse itself too. Um, so kind of a, a lot of combination of factors and, and regulations that have led to uh, the shortage. Sounds good. And how is this shortage impacting individuals with ADHD? Yeah, um, it's uh, not been great for, for a lot of patients. Yeah, I can uh, imagine, yeah. So, yeah, number one, I mean, it makes it a lot more difficult to find their medications, especially mm. if they found one and we found like a dose that's working really well for them. Uh, and then they go to their pharmacy to, to pick it up each month and it's not there. It can be very frustrating on them, uh, especially when they get to the point where they're running out of their medications and then that's a, a disruption in their treatment that's potentially leading to worsening ADHD symptoms or uh, maybe they're falling behind or missing deadlines with school or work or, or even in their personal life. And so it's had a huge impact, especially for the ones that have had to go like months without their medication, um, especially too when, when some of the alternative options may not be as effective for them or, or they've tried other options in the past. And so they really want to stick with the medication that they've been taking. Um, so yeah, it's, we've seen some like increased anxiety around that too, just mm. because each month they're, they're already worrying about like, where am I going to find my medication this month? Or am I going to uh, have to miss a couple of days and what's that going to look like for me? So mm. yeah, it's had a, an impact on mental health for sure. Okay. And now I suppose the natural next question is what steps can individuals with ADHD and our patients, uh, what steps they can take if they're currently experiencing difficulties obtaining their ADHD medication? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, we, we kind of go over this with our patients uh, mm -hmm. here, but um, for, for listeners that might not uh, be patients of ours, I think it's really important to just talk to your provider. Mm. Um, if you're not able to locate the medication uh, at a pharmacy that has it in stock, um, we unfortunately, I, I feel like some people have the misconception that we can see how much a pharmacy has in stock before we send it, but we can't. Um, and so a lot of times we're, we're having patients just call around and see if they can have a pharmacy, let them know if they have their medication in stock or not. Um, sometimes they'll, they'll tell them what their supplies like, sometimes they won't. Uh, but kind of with the shortages, a lot of pharmacies have been allowing patients to ask those questions uh, just because they know they're, they're trying to find their medication in stock. Um, and so if they are able to locate it at a different pharmacy, maybe not the one that they normally use, um, mm -hmm. they would just message their provider and have them send it elsewhere. Um, Good. We have seen that that mail order pharmacies are an option. Uh, so use, using uh, mail options like OptumRx or Express Scripts, but that's still not a guarantee that the medication will be in stock. But we have uh, kind of seen a correlation with a little bit of better supply with those. Um, and so if, if their insurance plan includes a uh, mail order option or, or mail order pharmacy, we can do it that way. 
Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes during times of shortages, insurance are aware of that and we can do a prior authorization to try to get the brand name instead of the generic if the pharmacy might have the brand, uh, but not the generic in stock. Um, Sometimes that also takes a couple of days to hear back from insurance, but sometimes it's worth a try, especially if Mm. they don't want to look at other um, options. Uh, And I mean, sometimes we've even done things like if a patient is on a 30 milligram dose, like seeing if the pharmacy has a 10 and a 20 that we can kind of combine to make that dose. But uh, that's very insurance dependent as well on if they'll pay for that. And and sometimes if you're having two copays instead of one, that can make it more expensive. So all of the options aren't like a great solution uh, or answer, but they're at least options that, that a lot of people have tried and some have had success with. Yeah, that that sounds reasonable. And are there any alternative treatments or medications that uh, can be considered for ADHD uh, during this shortage? Yeah, so yes, there there are other options. A lot of times uh, patients may have tried other options and in those cases it gets a little bit uh, more tricky, but um, there are alternative stimulants even that we can mm. try if they haven't tried some of those. Um, and so we we can always discuss those with patients. Usually we try to kind of switch over at, at a dose equivalent to an alternative stimulant that might be better supplied at their pharmacy or, or that we haven't had as much trouble with uh, being in stock. Um, while that is an option, it, it's uh, sometimes one that we try to avoid just because it's um, hard to, to make medication changes and having to, again, monitor for new side effects or, or it might not be as effective as the uh, medication that they were previously changing. Uh, we've had some patients that just go like down on the dose a little bit compared to what they were taking before mm-hmm. um, to try to, to maybe at least get some effect. Um, we yeah, we, we usually try to switch to uh, the most similar medication or one that's in kind of the same class. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are also always the option to uh, look at non-stimulant options for ADHD as well. Um, it kind of depends a lot on what medications they've already tried. And uh, we, we have been trying to work with our patients on um, giving them the option to try something else if they need to versus going without a medication at all. Okay. Okay. And um, I think you touched on this throughout the conversation, but can we speak more about the role of healthcare providers like you uh, Mm -hmm. and how you can help the situation, how uh, providers can support their patients who are affected by the medication shortage? Yeah, no, I I think that's a a great question. So Mm. again, like I said, I think it's important, number one, for patients to realize that we don't have any knowledge of of what is in stock. But Mm. um, Mm -hmm. I think that even in light of that, even though we don't know what the supply is at at each pharmacy, uh, we can play a really big role uh, in helping our patients navigate the shortage. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I, I think it's important for both patients and providers to kind of be patient with one another as um, I know some patients that get frustrated that that maybe we don't know what's in stock or that they can't find their medication but also I mean it can be frustrating for providers to have to resend their medications a a bunch of times or we have a ton of messages and and phone calls every day 
uh, about needing to transfer a prescription somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think it's just like being patient with one another is really important mm-hmm. uh, for navigating the shortage and then um, kind of helping with responding to messages as quickly as we can, just so that we, since everyone is out there kind of looking for the same medications, it, mm-hmm. there have been times where we don't even get it sent over quick enough and it's already out of stock by the time we transfer it. And so we've been doing our best to try to promptly address patient messages during this time um, so that they can get their medication before it it runs out. And um, trying to to kind of think of these things a couple days before they run out of their medication uh, can be important and, and kind of giving them that knowledge of like, hey, like a couple days before you're ready for a refill, go ahead and let us know so that we try our best to avoid you actually running out if we do have mm. to look at other options. Um, I think it's important too for um, like just advocation. So even providers like sharing our concerns with uh, like congressional leaders and and even um, regulators on on the law surrounding a lot of the regulations with uh, like both the dispensing of medications and also the production. Uh, since we have seen an increase in the use of medications, it, it's important that maybe they adjust some of those uh, regulations or, or numbers so that uh, our patients are kind of better taken care of. Okay, and is there maybe some resource uh, where our listeners our ADHD community can go to to stay up to date about the ADHD medications shortage and hopefully resolution of of this issue Mm -hmm. um yeah so the the best resource I would say is probably just the FDA's website they Mm -hmm. usually provide uh, updated information on shortages kind of across the board, like even for other classes of medication. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually they have a list of medications that are currently being impacted by shortages. Uh, and so that kind of gives a real time update for the shortages. I don't know so much as uh, kind of the progress towards resolving it. Um, okay. I think that's going to come more so from uh, lawmakers and and just kind of advocating for um ADHD patients and inpatients themselves advocating for themselves to um, to kind of get towards progress on on solving the shortage itself. Well, hopefully that will work work out yeah. for, for everyone. <laughs> so, uh, and just to wrap up, um, if there is one uh, thing that uh, our listeners should uh, remember from this episode what that should be any message of hope i suppose at, at this yeah. point yeah um, yeah i mean i i think it's important for everyone to know i mean if you're going through it and you're you're having trouble finding your medication that you're not alone and there's a ton of other people that are mm. out there struggling with it too um again just just kind of talking with your provider if you aren't able to find your medication and just kind of knowing that at least if you're not able to find it, there are other options. And so we do our best to kind of work with our patients, even through the difficulties of the shortage on kind of assisting with finding another option, Um, whether that's just an option of sending it to a male pharmacy or or maybe the the kind of other option of looking at, at different medications that they haven't tried yet. But um, there is some hope of, of kind of looking at other options at least, or at least in the meantime, while the shortage is going on, um, 
like short-term switching to something else until their medication is in stock. So it doesn't have to be a permanent thing either, but um, yeah, I wish I had a better answer for, for <laughs> this, but uh, we don't, but there are at least options uh, if you are impacted by it. Well, thank you so much. I think uh, this was very informative. Uh, I think you hopefully answered many burning questions that um, ADHD community might, might have about the shortage. And you also um, provided options for, you know, what to do when you run out of the medication, but also very important reminder for everyone to stay kind to each other in this situation because it's not easy on anyone. So hopefully everything you said gets out there and uh, just motivates people to make the best out of this situation, which, which is not great. I, I recognize that, but um, there is a way around it, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I think it, it was a great topic. So I appreciate you you spreading the awareness and, and having me on. No worries, no worries. Uh, you're very welcome. Well, thank you for coming to the show and I hope to have you again soon. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to Thriving with ADHD. This show is produced by Animal Sano Psychiatry. Please follow, rate, or share our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other streaming app of your choice. Music is by Daddy's Music from Pixabay. For more information about Animal Sano Psychiatry, please visit animosanopsychiatry.com.